Hi, I am John Townsend, the CEO of Vital Signs, and we are proud to partner with the AD Podcast. We believe in their vision to make continuing education enjoyable while they support our Wall of Fame product and its ability to bring your school's legacy to life. Congratulations to Scott and Freddie on the kickoff to a great inaugural season, and thank you for tuning in. In Episode 4 of the AD Podcast, we come to you live from the NIAAA office as we are joined by Rich Barton, Becky Moran, and Phil Risen. Together we discuss March Madness, football, polka shoes, all things NIAAA, and learn about some delicious eateries in Indianapolis, Indiana. This podcast is created by two NIAAA teaching faculty members who want to talk sports, life, and help interscholastic ADs worldwide navigate their current situation and questions. I'm Freddie. I'm Scott. We hope we can get you to laugh, learn, and enjoy us along with our AD guests and providing a little levity to the profession of athletic administration. This is the AD Podcast, where we fully understand what AD truly stands for, as you are working all day, after dark, and handling all duties. Hi, Scott. What's going on? We're on another episode here. Hey, for once, we're not part of our tagline, after dark. We are during the day. Like, we literally are actually recording this one in, in, in someone else's work day, actually. That's right. It's the first time I'm sitting at school, so I may have to mute on and off uh, once, once announcements start here in a little bit. So uh, we're, we're, we're good to go. Well, if, I, if I hear you don't talk, I'll, I'll take it over and be, the, be a single man pod on this one. Yeah. Uh, I did have to say, though, last night we had a dance party to guess none other than the Paw Patrol songs. So we had a, we had a great time. Uh, last you, night with with the little one, you had to get Paw Patrol in here right in the beginning, didn't hey, you? I'm I'm four for four. <laughs> you are four, you're four for four. By the time we get to episode like 180, eventually in like two years, I'm assuming we will uh we'll still be talking Paw Patrol because our kids will still be that age. No, oh, Paw Patrol will be our sponsor by then. We will be we will be digitized on their show. Hey, just like Target, Target should be our sponsor too because we spend so much money on Paw Patrol toys. Uh, at Target, they should they should be throwing us some money for this pod. Yeah. Well, like we said, we're, uh, we're, we're recording this one during the day today. Uh, that is because we are in the, literally, we are in the office of the NIAAA uh, with three of the, the main individuals on this one. Uh, I shouldn't say we're physically in the office. We can't even really see the office, uh, but we are somewhere in the conference room of, of the NIAAA right now. And uh, we are recording this one earlier than, we are, than where you are actually going to listen to it right now. Uh, because it's right prior to the AD conference spring season. So the staff of the NIAAA are very gracious to be joining us today. And uh, for that reason, we are we are recording this earlier in March. And so it'll be fun for this. I'm going to get into entering who is coming on today. And all right, so let's bring our guests on uh, for today's pod out of the NIAAA. All three of these individuals are going to be coming from the great state of Indiana. First up, he is a certified master athletic administrator, 25 years in the profession. He's a Utah Jazz world champion, Kansas City Chiefs fan and Royals fan. And for the purpose of our pod today, he is the associate executive director of the NIAAA, Mr. Rich Barton. Next up, <laughs> next up, he is also a certified master athletic administrator, 21 years in the profession, he is a Kentucky Wildcats fan. We will probably be picking his brain about March Madness, maybe. And he is the, for the purposes of this pod today, he is the executive director of the NIAAA, 
Mr. Phil Risen. And cleaning up this lineup, she is also a certified master athletic administrator, 20 years in the profession. She is a Chicago Cubs and Blackhawks fan. And for the purposes of our pod today, she is the associate executive director of the NIAAA, Miss Becky Moran. Phil, Rich, Becky, welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. Honored to be here. Freddie, uh, you, so, you know, we're starting in, in, in this part as usually doing uh, sports. I, I, I'm going to, I already circled on here, Kentucky Wildcats. So, Phil, uh, when we're recording this prior to March Madness. Everyone listening right now, March Madness is, is started already. Where are your Kentucky Wildcats right now? What's foreshadowing? Well, yeah, thanks, Scott. We're just hoping to make the tournament. <laughs> Uh, it's been kind of a roller coaster year up and down, even though we've had the player of the year and Oscar Sheway returning, uh, still not met probably or lived up to the expectations that uh, a blue blood probably would normally be. But uh, there's still my Kentucky Wildcats. They will be until, uh, the, you know, uh, as long as I live. And uh, I'm hoping good things. I'm hoping we will catch lightning in a bottle and maybe through the SEC tournament. And maybe get on a row and a run, and that's why they call it March Madness. And Shakespeare has told us to beware of the Ides of March. And so I'm hoping my Wildcats will uh, catch that train ride and maybe uh, take us to the Final Four. I love that. Freddie, uh, where's Clemson at this time? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we started strong. And I think, I think we're, we're, we're sort of like Kentuckys. We just want to get there. Um, you know they they've done well this year. Uh, you know the the last couple of rankings they haven't been in the in in there. Um, so ho hopefully we can get back on the on the um, the right track in the ACC you know, tournament and 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 make our make our worth uh, known. Well, y'all are in Indiana. Anyone a Hoosiers fan? Uh, you know I've cheered for them when I've been at their games. I've gone a couple of games so far. But uh, I, ha I haven't developed a preference yet for any any local team. I cheer for whoever they're playing against. <laughs> any any uh, any Indiana Hoosiers fans out there listening to this pod right now? You just learned there's no fans in the NIAAA for the Hoosiers. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. There's somebody in this office who is a diehard. Absolutely. Oh, Betty Conrad is an alumnus of IU uh, and husband Andy. And she has great banner back and forth in the office, and uh, she supports her. She right now, the IU girls are uh, doing a really fabulous job, and their guys have uh, their guys have beat Purdue the last two twice this year, which is the first time that's happened in ten years. That's awesome. I did. I actually, I had not. I did not know that fact this year. That's That's really cool. I. Uh, no, off of Mark, I, I can't speak. I'm a University of Washington fan. We have no chance of making the dance. Uh, we'd have to run the table in the Pac-12, which that ain't happening with uh, UCLA sitting there. So we or Arizona. So there's no way I'm my I'm gonna be rooting for anyone in the in. Well, I'll probably have Gonzaga, but I don't really root for Gonzaga because they're always overrated. So I uh, that that's just what it is. I have we got we got Rich coming to South Carolina here in um, a couple of days for our conference. Um, so hopefully hopefully we can get him the the right colors uh to when when he shows up we'll, we'll get him some clemson gear and that way we, we hey. shut down the gamecocks i'll wear what you give me oh where he'll ride he'll ride for the brand freddie i like it that's right 
on, on Rich here. I have to I have to know is is Patrick Mahomes is he the next Tom Brady? Good chance of it. He's 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 off to a to a good start that direction. With him at quarterback, how many more Super Bowls does do the the Chiefs get? As long as Andy Reid's his coach, he he can keep winning them. <clears throat> yep, I would one hundred percent agree with that one. Absolutely, Becky, are you a are you a Bears fan? Too. No, I, I I'm not a I, I don't watch much football. I guess I'll okay. That no, that's that's I understand if, that one. Bears fan, if you had to tell me I had to pick between them and the Packers because of where I uh, lived for most of my life, yeah. um, yes, Bears fan. But in terms of uh, professional football, I don't watch much. Gotcha. So, uh, bigger fan of the Cubs or the Blackhawks? Blackhawks. It's probably. Um, I will tell you when I met my husband, I had to ask him if he was a Sox or a Cubs fan and Sox fan would have been a deal breaker. Um, he knows that about me. Um, however, um, definitely we're a hockey family. So the Blackhawks are also pretty important to us in that regard for professional sports. Very cool. I have to throw in, um, Becky, don't, don't you, aren't you known for your shoe game? Potentially, yes. There's uh, maybe some history there about my shoes. Do you have any? Do you have any shoes that are uh, Chicago Cubs or Blackhawks based? I do not. Oh. Do not. I do a pair that match the last school I was at, um, custom made. But no, not for a professional team. Oh, see, you're speaking my language. I, I, I you know, <laughs> the school I'm at, I got to get the shoes that match. So next up is the NIAAA one. So if you ever make an NIAAA shoe. Then, then hook me up. I'll, I'll be one of the ones in line to buy that too. Uh, we're working with Hoka. Um, off the record, <laughs> not we're not. Um, <laughs> we should be unofficial sponsor of the NIAAA. <laughs> yes, we like their product. <laughs> we we won't say that's an endorsement, will we? Um, no. <laughs> uh, they're they're good on the feet. Let's just say that. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Freddie, you got anything else for sports at this point? I mean, we're going to be in March Madness when when we're everyone listening currently. So, Yeah, like I said, I, I mean, uh, other than a couple years here and there, Clemson has never really been that um, good in basketball, if you were to say. So I'm not a big basketball, college basketball fan and, and, and follower. Like I said, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all football and then – the correct football, right? Um, if we if we were back in the the fall and speaking about American football and then the true football, um, then then we can talk. And you know, for those who haven't caught on to that, yes, I am speaking about the word that we decided to name soccer. So, hey, no. on that on that note, by the time when you're listening to this episode, season three of Ted Lasso's out. So, just saying. Oh my my! When I was teaching PE, my my students. They didn't want me to get on the soapbox when we got on the soccer unit about why all of us named a sport that we created, which is American football, named it a sport uh, or named it a name that was already in existence um, as a sport name. But it, we'll, we'll leave that. That's another episode. On that note, we're going to hit an ad break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to dive into all the questions that you all sent us for the staff at the NIAAA and just find out all the ways you can get involved as well as how. You know, maybe things that are on the uh, behind the curtain that they're looking at getting out there for everyone in the in the AD trench. So uh, we're going to hit this ad break and we will be right back. Bring your school's legacy to life with the Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. 
Our interactive display highlights your greatest moments and top performers, both past and present, across athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's also so much more. With our one-of-a-kind content program, we help you every step of the way so you can tell more compelling stories that will engage your whole community. All right, Rich, Phil, Becky, we uh, we got a lot of different questions from, from our listeners uh, when we were coming up with topics, uh, when we initially put out that we we're starting a podcast. It's kind of this talk show style and going back into, you know, what's relevant for people doing the, the job as an athletic director, no matter what that level looks like, no matter where they are in the country or the world. Uh, and we had a lot of questions come back just about involvement. We had a lot of questions come back, uh, you know, how, you know, what does it look like in the state associations and in individual school districts uh, with cert, uh, certifications from the NIAAA, as well as, you know, what are y'all working on? I mean, y'all are energetic and probably going to be doing things and you know what's what's on the you know behind the curtain being thought up or, or drummed up that maybe you can give us teasers on that we can be looking forward to seeing coming out of the NIAAA whether that's this upcoming year or in in the in the future years and so I'm gonna just we'll get to that one that I just that last one I just had but the first one that I, I we had a lot of people ask about this one and I don't I'm gonna try to umbrella this as best as I can and I'm just going to hand it to you and you can tell me you can answer it for it or you can try to navigate it for me uh, but a lot of people asked about like state associations and school districts acknowledging like certification levels the RAA this the CAA the CMAA like they do with master's degrees and I, I had it all over the show no, I'm not trying to say monetizing it but like I had it you know so and so gets this for a master's in education or a master's in athletic administration or whatnot is what is being thought of or done that maybe we don't know of that from the NIAAA to state associations to those state associations, school districts for acknowledging those levels of certification beyond just getting, you know, doing the work on, on the NIAAA side. I don't have a good one question for that. It, I just, I just have the umbrella of that. So I'm just going to hand that to y'all to take, take. I'll start, I'll start, um, Scott, and kind of let Becky and Rich kind of come in. We, first of all, the question is not unique in the fact that we've heard that several times before. The uniqueness is, is first of all, we are nationally certified by the National Certification Commission. So meaning, therefore, our credentials are uh, equivalent to or match those of other national certifications. Now, with that, when you talk about state associations and you start talking about primarily uh, incentivizing or primarily talking about how we can get that to a level of a master's or whatever, then you're dealing with DOEs, Department of Education. And the uniqueness is, is that each state has their own Department of Education. Therefore, the licensure in which the Department of Education will issue primarily will be different and there will be a lot of different uh, mixtures throughout the country so therefore what we encourage are our state associations to work with their local department of educations primarily to try to get the the standpoint of the acknowledgement of our certification uh this was the same scale going back to probably around the 2010 plateau whenever we were trying to get states to acknowledge um, professional development credit, instruction for taking a leadership training course 
or attending workshops at our national conference. We've since had all the state associations because of we are accredited will now accept that primarily because Cognia says we have gone through, we've certified they're an accredited body and accredited institutional, educational institution, equivalent to a post-secondary institution. And therefore, now when you sh share that with the DOE, then at that point, they're going to be uh, accepted of issuing credit for professional development. Licensure is a different component. And so when you look at that, some states and, and Rich can talk about some of the legislative process he's worked through when he was in Utah, but some states have that requirement that in order to be an athletic administrator, you have to at least have a CAA or you have to be uh, aspiring to that level through either a provisional certificate or whatever it may be. So there's a lot of different uh, things out there, but it's kind of like you can put them in a hat pull them out and you're going to get 50 responses. No different than what we deal with when we work with our state activities associations, dealing with the rules and eligibility requirements within our state. And I'll let Rich and Becky add to that if they. Yeah. Um, because it is a state level thing. We would love here in the office to be able to have uh, 50 state uh, control of, uh, of what Phil's just talked about. But it is it's state state level driven uh, in our state uh, that I came from in Utah, trying to make uh, some headway. Uh, about five years ago, we were able to get the activities association to put in their bylaws that it is strongly recommended that every AD be certified by two years on the job, and we would send letters uh, out to all of the superintendents every fall, here are the ones that are certified here, here are your ADs that aren't. And that, that helped. Uh, unfortunately, maybe didn't help with the retention, the like, like we would like to see of people staying in the profession. And that's why a year ago, I led an effort legislative wise to try to get uh, stipend recognition. That's going to help with retention. And we, we could have, press forward with that bill, but it would have been ADs against superintendents. And so we paused it. I, I passed that uh, legislative baton on to some other uh, AD leaders in Utah. But uh, the one thing that it did is, even though we didn't have full support of superintendents with that bill, some of the superintendents said, hey, I'm gonna take care of the ADs in my district. We had, we had some ADs in different districts. They, they got three and $5,000 stipends uh, from, from their school districts because some awareness was built. And uh, we hope that that momentum continues out there. But the one thing it did uh, regardless is it educated superintendents because repeatedly for about three or four of their monthly meetings, we were on the agenda <laughs> and now it even puts a little bit of a bullseye on a school district that has a problem with an uncertified AD or with an inexperienced one because they're, they're rotating ADs every year or two. And so it was a worthwhile effort that hopefully still can result in some stipend, uh, you know, for, for those ADs. 
Well, I think um, some of the things that we're doing, we have a lobbyist in Washington who champions on the behalf of athletic administrators around the country, um, the role of the work that we do, the work that comes out of the national office here. Um, we work very closely with them to share who we are and what we do so that they can best be our voice in that space to really push forward the efforts that we have. I think, um, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, similar to what Rich was saying is it's an awareness. And so what it's on, it's an impetus on all of us to continue to champion the role that we play in schools um, in education-based athletics, not just, you know, making sure that there's a game going on tonight, but there's so much else that goes to that. And so how do we share that information out at a local state and national level? I think that's, that's on all of us to do that. And we have some resources, certainly through the NIAAA that are available for our members that they can share with school boards, superintendents, anybody that wants that profile of an athletic administrator is a great resource that really shows the role that we play in a school um, and all the things that we do. And I think the more we can share that out and the more um, people that see and hear that and we continue to get in front of the right people um, that will continue to change and that certification expectation will become a norm. I think finally, and, and they really talked about it well, uh, would be we just have to find individuals within their state that are convicted to the fact of that, that service model and the fact of what our athletic directors do and continue to beat the drum within their own state, educate, re-educate to the point of what is what an athletic administrator is doing on a daily basis. And as Becky said, just the legal liability that an athletic administrator assumes during the course of a, of, of a day or an event is enormous. And so it's important that we continue as the national advocate to continue to beat the drum, continue to communicate the message, and we will. And we will continue to do that. And we'll continue to look at new ways in which we can get that information to the to the right people in the right situation. What were, so Rich, I heard you talk about, you know, in Utah, and I, I know, Phil, you said there's some states that have already kind of had some of this going, right? You could put them in a hat and pull them out. What are some of the states that have what that question led to kind of in place outside of, outside of what you said in Utah already, Rich? Do you guys have examples of other states? Other states that have gone the legislative route? Or, uh, or require certification. Yeah, I, th I think more on the required, the yeah. you know, certification. Well, Connecticut, you're required to be a, to hold a CAA in order to be uh, primarily a, an athletic administrator in Connecticut. Hawaii also has a similar. I think uh, Delaware has, Delaware. has one as well. Yeah, and there's pockets around the country where you get a you get certified, you get you get a stipend every year. And, and applaud those school leaders that are educated enough to uh, know that uh, certified AD is a huge insurance policy for a school district. Yeah, that's and, kind of what we've talked about is, you know, around here is, you know, national board, you know, kind of be, it being like a national board type stipend. Um, you know, the, those teachers do, do all the things they need to do to get nationally board certified. Well, if a, if a athletic administrator does all that they're supposed to do to get a CMAA or, you know, whatever the the, you know, the one that they're wanting to get to, um, again, to, for them to get an extra little stipend from the from the state. It's hard to educate the uneducated or, or some that are reluctant humility wise to be 
because when I when I started that effort in Utah, I brought up uh, that a few years earlier with the shortage of special ed teachers in the state, a bill was passed that every uh, special ed teacher got a five thousand uh, dollar raise every year for being a special ed teacher and. We know that the largest uh, department in every school is the athletic department and the, the wisdom of having a certified person that's experienced in that position, you know, that's, that's huge, but too many people don't, don't realize that or realize the root of their problems in, in some of their athletic departments. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, there's a lot to that question and we had, it came different ways. So I like I like hearing the differences where you're already saying, especially Rich, like what y'all were doing in Utah, where you're getting that level of, hey, there needs to be a certification here for this job because it's it's an insurance policy for school districts. So to understand that that level of certification out of the you know out of the national association means something. Quite uh, honestly, Scott, if I would if I was a principal or superintendent, I don't think I would hire someone as my athletic administrator unless they had national certification. We're going to do a full stop on that question right there then, <laughs> because that anyone listening that's not an athletic director and sits in one of those seats already for principal or soup, uh, there you go. You're, you, you, you go through all the training to get these cert certifications, and it's because we learn all the legal backgrounds and whatnot that you need to know, and, and it, it, it matters. It matters a lot to the, our profession as athletic directors, so let's, uh, let's go more to like vision casting here. I had a few, I had a couple of individuals ask, you know, hey, when you get these in, get the NIAAA on, what, what is in the works for the three of, three of you uh, for the NIAAA? What kind of things are coming out for ADs? What new initiatives, things that maybe are, you're, you're thinking of that might come? We're a semi-professional pod, so you can tease this. And if it doesn't come, if it doesn't happen, it's okay. <laughs> That's reassuring. Thanks. You're welcome. You're so welcome. You know, when you talk about a vision, I think the vision, the vision for the NIAAA was set years ago. And that vision was that we, we are a professional development organization that is primarily uh, a servant leadership organization that designs and builds curriculum for athletic administrators by athletic administrators. So if you look at our curriculum, primarily our curriculum, which is closely approaching 60 leadership training courses. It's been designed strictly by those individuals that are in the field, those individuals that are boots on the ground. So when you look at that, there's a constant revision of that. So that's a vision that's been set forward. When you look at our certification program, then that's an ongoing process in order for us to maintain that certification. Every five years, just like every other educational institution, we're gonna be visited by Cognia, we're going to have to do a recertification, a reaccreditation process and go through the checks and procedures in order to show that we are still meeting the needs of our members that we serve. And then finally, when you look at that vision of where we're going, I think you got to look at what best practices are out there and are we adopting those best practices in a, in a manner that makes those best practices get out because you know, just an office discussion. Technology is so quick and it is changing and evolving so fast 
by the time we maybe adopt a process or a procedure, there could be some other component that's changed that and outdated that in the process. So we've got to make sure that our information is staying fresh and frequent to the point as we communicate that. So as an office staff, it's ongoing every Wednesday during our staff meetings. What can we do? How can we do it? And what do we need to do better in order to continue to serve? We have primarily the best and the only National Athletic Directors Conference. If anyone's never attended that, then I'm telling you they're, they're missing a professional uh, development event like none other. And I can say this and say this with love in my heart. I've attended superintendents' conferences and principals' conferences, and the, their conferences don't even come close to what you get at the National Athletic Directors Conference. So as a staff, it's collaborative. We continue to work. We continue to work within our sections. We have pockets of excellence throughout the country. We have pockets of excellence throughout our international community. How do we reach those that we need to reach that is, as the old saying used to be, they don't know what they don't know until they're able to get engaged. And so we're looking at things and from the standpoint of being able to intentionally focus on some areas where we, the, NIAAA, the NIAAA needs to make some footholds in, and attract some members. And it's a, it's, a, it's a culture sometimes that we talk about that we have to work through. But again, when you talk about that vision, to me, the vision was set, you know, 40 plus years ago. The NIAAA, we are professional development. We are teaching and learning for high school and middle school athletic directors at the core. And that's where we need to stay. You know, and, and we're always trying to improve process and, and come up with whatever's needed, what's best for our ADs being the coach of their coaches. One, one thing we started this last fall that we're continuing to work on in the, in the year ahead is uh, an evaluation instrument uh, of evaluating ADs. And as we made phone calls and emails, probably found out in 95% of those contacts, there is no instrument or they're evaluated uh, with an assistant principal uh, evaluation tool. And we, we felt like, you know, who, who better to come up with an instrument to evaluate ADs than the NIAAA? And uh, we've started that process and hope to, uh, in the future, put that in the hands of school leaders and as we talked about earlier, educating school leaders, that instrument alone will help educate them as to what an AD does, because so many of them have no clue what an AD does and have no clue how to evaluate what they do. I think the when we think about where we're going, um, we're gonna go where our members take us. We're gonna listen. We're gonna understand um, athletics is evolving. It's not what it was three years ago or five years ago. Um, things are changing and, and we need to hear from our members as well as what that looks like. And when we talk about our curriculum coming from our membership, it's they're driving what they need. They're driving that based on what they see. And that allows us to best serve our entire membership based on that. And we, we never want to stop listening. And we never want to stop growing and evolving based on what that looks like coming from our membership. So, and, and that just, you know, to, to dovetail on what both Phil and Rich said um, is really where we become great 
is through our membership. And to add a little bit more, Rich talked about the evaluation tool. We just recently updated our profile of an athletic administrator primarily. We have that tool available that we're trying to get into the hands of superintendents and principals. Again, as we look at that level of trying to educate those individuals who are overseeing athletic departments, it's important that they have the tools that they know how to work with within working with their athletic administrator. So we've updated that. Uh, as we continue to look at that, we're looking at ways in which we can get into the front porch or the front door of superintendents meetings, principals meetings, because it's imperative that they see us as a body that is reflective of best practices. And when they see that and they have that respect of the fact that we are a body of best practices, and when you start talking about accreditation, you start talking about all those things, it lends itself to the credibility of what we're doing. And therefore, we've got to continue to try to beat those doors. That's part of our advocates work as they continue to work, but it's also part of our work. And we've got to look at that in ways in which we can continue to make those inroads in with those individuals in order, in order to service our athletic administrators. Yeah. I was just going to add about the, the, the conference and you're talking about, you know, growing it that way. If, yeah, I always tell tell ADs if if you haven't gone to a conference, uh, get the one and then you'll be hooked. Um, and that that was the way I was, you know, eight years ago. It's it's kind of uh, bittersweet coming up on the, you know, going back to Orlando this year. Orlando was my first one, so um, it's it's exciting to go back. And like I said, you, once you get in there, um, you you definitely see the professionalism and the and the the level of care. Um, that the the NIAAA has for their their members and and like I've told other people it's 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 a very well professional organization but uh, you can walk up to anybody and and start start talking to them and I think that's you know kind of how I've, I've met y'all three is just kind of walked up to you and shook your hand and introduced myself and um, it's it's a very good uh, way to network and you, like I said once you go to one you definitely get hooked. Well, I'll echo Freddie on that one. Right. Same, same for me. Once you went to one, you're hooked. And then you, and then you're, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, this last one, you were just talking about the international contingency. I met so many athletic directors that were not from the United States of America. And it was so much fun to, I mean, right. It, you can go meet people from anywhere in the world at one of, at, at the national conference. And at the same time, you're literally talking the same, the same language. Like you're talking the same thing just overseas or somewhere somewhere else that is not what you see down the street all the time in terms of, of where you live. But I think the cool part about the national conference is literally everyone there gets it. And in most, I mean, we all know it. It's the cliche statement, right? You're always on an island in your school district. Very rarely is there another athletic director in your school district. Okay. So uh, you typically, in a meeting, you're trying to explain things and principals don't get it all the time unless they were an AD, right? Soups don't get it unless they were an AD. Um, so it's the national conferences is, is very well done, obviously on the professional level, but it's just fun as an individual to go there as well. So I, uh, if you haven't gone and you're listening, you know, try to get the funding to go, definitely say, you know, put me on a, on the every other year plan or five-year plan, at least go once, um, from your school district and, and get the time to go because it, it is, it is well worth the money to, uh, invest in yourself. Thanks Scott for those comments. I, I will add for our staff and for the National Federation staff, it's a labor of love. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, people don't realize it's a year-round planning process. 
we came back from Nashville and though we wanted to celebrate success or celebrate that national championship, we had to regroup. We took one day to say great job. And then guess what? We started working toward Orlando then. And that's both organizations. And it, uh, it takes an army to do it. And it's, it's fun as well. A couple of weeks back, Phil, we had Daryl Nance on, uh, on the pod. And you're, you're spree- speaking to exactly what he was saying. The ore's still in the water, isn't it, Phil? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to, you know, with those first two that we just talked about, that's a lot. I'm going to, I think these next ones are pretty, pretty short and sweet. Uh, so I'm a new AD. What's the best way to get involved? Well, state association, uh, you know, that's, that's where it all starts uh, getting involved there. And each of us at some point, probably had somebody at our state that served as a mentor or somebody that we, we uh, befriended and they helped encourage us to have a bigger uh, influence, uh, get on a, a, a state faculty. That's how we progressed to a national faculty, state committee work, conference, conference committee. And uh, what, what we find is the more involved we get, uh, the more involved we want to want to get, and it the best thing I think it does is it creates staying power, it creates a network of support, and those are the people that stay in the profession, and and that's what we hope everybody experiences. And, and unfortunately, too many people I think uh, they their experience in the day to day grind, and it, it gets into survival mode, and they they think well leadership training course, a conference. I, I'm just trying to get through the day. I don't have time to do that. But as they get involved in the courses and the networking and, and the mentorship that's available, uh, it minimizes pro- problems and it creates staying power. And I think to Rich's point, it's getting involved. I think it's getting outside of your maybe your circle of friends, the people you went to the conference with, the people that you know, and introducing yourself, like Freddie said, walking up to people you don't know, introducing yourself, having that conversation. Um, you have so much in conference common, especially when you're at a, a space that everyone has a like position to you. And so I think that really, um, that's where that comes from. It's, it's growing that network, getting to know people, being curious about serving others and how you can get involved. And I think that's where it starts and then don't stop really. And I think, um, for me personally, it was a, I have a, a problem saying no. So then as Rich said, as you get involved, you get more involved. And I think that comes from, from that, but we also want to create opportunities for others as well. And so I think both of those things uh, coexist inside of our associations, both at a national and a state level. Scott, this is my favorite time of year. And it's my favorite time of year, not because of March Madness, because of the fact this is usually when our conferences in March and April really the, you know, the culmination of most of them are then. And we get the opportunity to go out and visit with our boots on the ground. And the thing about it is the last thing I want is because we're sitting here and we don't ever want to be viewed as an ivory tower. We're all three of us are athletic administrators, period. That's our love. That's our heart. That's our passion. And we love those that are in the, in the grind, the daily grind of working with those student athletes, those coaches, their community and whatever. And so when we go out, it's pleasing to meet someone, to meet a new athletic administrator, to talk to them, to, to feel their passion and to get ideas from them. So 
you know, as Becky and Rich said, uh, to be a new athletic administrator could be a little bit scary. Mm -hmm. And when you start thinking about all of your responsibilities, it's so important to get involved and to grow your network, to get more people in your boat. So at that point, the bigger that boat, the better, the calmer your seas will be during tougher times. Very good on that one. I'm yeah, gonna. I, I like. I was gonna say I like that analogy, and and I'm right there with Becky. I I don't I don't say no. I think it's Freddie. You beat me to it. I was gonna tell Becky. You know, you're, you're not the only one in that boat. Freddie has a horrible time saying no. Yes, just today. Just, yeah, just just ask anybody that knows me in the in the state association, and and really, I mean, kind of the national too. Is if you ask me to do it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find find a way to make it happen. So, I I completely agree with. And and represent that comment if you want to say. The the ne this next one it's, it's probably very open ended at this point because the need probably always exists. But uh, I had someone ask what needs exist currently for the NIAAA, and I, it was open ended. So I, I'm going to take it as like committees, uh, teaching classes, like what what kind of needs actually exist, um, and how do you want how do you get those needs? Uh, how can people help help? fill those needs i'll try to cover it first and then let them join in i think all of our needs are ongoing first of all we're always looking for quality instructors to be national faculty members we're always looking for quality athletic administrators to do a workshop at a conference we're always looking for those individuals that you know kind of raise their hand and say hey i want to get involved we're looking for that we need that that's what makes our organization grow it feeds our culture it feeds our culture in that sense and then I guess the other thing I would say from a need standpoint is we continue to look at uh, where we're going and how we're going to get there. Costs do intend, or, you know, go up. And, you know, we're going to have to look at sometime down the road. Don't know when that's going to be, but probably a dues increase. Just for the simple fact is just inflationary alone. If you look at, you know, the NIAAA, we raised our dues in 2012. Well, that's been almost 11 years since we last raised our dues. If you just look at it from an inflationary standpoint, we're way behind in the fact of what we what we need. Now, with that being said, we don't want to raise dues just to raise dues. We want to raise dues because it benefits members. And when we look at the cost of our insurance that we offer, when we look at the cost of the liability insurance, when we look at the cost of our life insurance, all of those things have gone up. So in order to serve our needs, we've got to continue to look at that. And that's going to be a study with our board as we continue to work through that. But the most important thing we need is human resources. And that's those volunteers that want to get involved, get engaged, and want to serve in a capacity that Rich was talking about there a little bit earlier. What's the, so, oh, well, hold up. What, what's the best way for someone that wants to, that wants to serve and has been doing, being an AD, whether that's getting on a committee, whether that's teaching an LTC, you know, trying to get on to be an LTC course instructor, or teaching, you know, being a speaker on, on one of the off topics at NADC, what's the best way for that person to reach out to get, like, get in contact? Well, we have processes for all of those, Scott. So when okay. you look at, if you're wanting to offer a workshop opportunity, when the survey goes out, you can do that. You can offer that. You can even recommend individuals. Then we send a survey out to our membership to get their feedback and kind of rank those topics so that we make sure that's a process of making sure that we're getting topics in front of our athletic administrators that they want to they want to learn about, they want to know about. The other thing from a national faculty standpoint, 
You know, I would say get involved in your state. Rich has already said that. If you want to be a national faculty member, it's kind of hard to be a national faculty member whenever maybe you haven't been engaged in your state teaching at the state level because there needs to be a high, not a hierarchy, but from the standpoint, you need to be engaged in your state as a teacher. Now, sometimes you could be a specialist or a specialty and offer a special, you know, a special skill or topic, then at that point, sometimes we can pull you in. But we need those human resources. There's an application process that's on our website that you can go on our website, fill out that application process primarily for uh, to be a, a national faculty member. Doesn't mean, you know, committee applications. We keep committee applications on an active um, rotation every three years. So if you fill one out, it's gonna stay in the hopper for three years. And the question we would say to those, well, I put one in and I didn't get, you know, I didn't get chosen. Put it back in again. Mm -hmm. What you've got to understand is we've grown so large as we've gone from 7,000 members to 14,000 members. Some of our things, our opportunities maybe haven't grown. We have since added in the last four years, three other committees. Mm -hmm. And we're looking to add some other committees as we move forward. But it's a situation where, as we look at that, you can't get engaged unless you fill out the application, unless you say, I want to be engaged. And then the other thing I always say, and, and Freddie kind of said it, we're going to be in a state conference. Come up to me and tell me you want to be engaged. Come up to me and share with me how you want to help, how you want to serve. And then at that point, we're going to work to try to find those ways to get you engaged because by getting you engaged is a network there's a, a national, international network that's going to be there to work with you and assist you. And so there's a lot of different ways, but I think our most important commodity that we have and need that we have is continues to be human resources. We need them. When you look at our last national conference, we had over 400 volunteers. Now you tell me another organization that does that but putting on a national conference. There's not one. Yeah, so, so as Phil said, some of our challenges, uh, they're good challenges to have. Uh, I don't want to call them problems, uh, but we, we are fortunate to have uh, a volunteer army of so many to uh, deal with the growth because the NIAAA is, is not a kept secret. There were years ago that uh, we had even presidents of the, the national president who would say, I don't, I don't think we'll ever grow beyond 5,000 members. Well, we're, we're on the, on the cusp of 15. And Go through that wall pretty fast. <laughs> and with emphasis on, you know, at the middle school level, as Freddie knows that, that level, well, there's, there's room for a lot more growth and, and, and we want it, but we also want to be prepared for it with forward thinking. Uh, we've had this discussion here in this office, oh, end of the year, about 60 leadership training courses with a goal of having four instructors per, per course. You know, 240, 250 instructors, you know, that's more than a big high school. Mm -hmm. That's more than some universities. You know, we, we need to manage that the right way and ensure we have great people there, ensure we're ready, you know, for turnover in those, those faculties. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some big things involved with, with that alone. And we need, 
we need our best people to, to stand up and, and fill those spots. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the emphasized areas. Yeah, I can I can vouch for the the submitting the committee application because I think I, the first time I submitted it was in Arizona, which was what four or five years ago. Seventeen. Um, seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. We were in Arizona. Yeah. So and and then you know luckily and and honored to to get on one this year. So um, like like you said, if if you don't get chosen that first cycle, um, submit it again and and really like uh, like Phil said is you know walk when you. When you see those those navy jackets walking around the 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 national, make sure you go up and shake a hand, um, because that's you know that that's the ones that kind of uh, review some of the things and um, and get get to know uh, those people as well. One other thing I'll add quickly would be, you know, as we've grown the last several years, besides the fact of adding committees, adding you know AAAU has been a also an opportunity through our cohort. Thankful for Daryl and his vision of starting that and Becky's kind of overseeing that here in the office and, and working through that process is trying to grow that. But, you know, again, you, you know, so that's another learning opportunity. And I, I love it because I think if we sit down collaboratively and, and work together, we learn so much more uh, with that. And I think that cohort process has been uh, just a great success. Now, while I got you all three on there, I, I've got to bring it up. You know, so so can I change my um, credentials to CMAAU since I've I've completed the the cohort? Well, we don't we don't acknowledge <laughs> that as one of our certifications. But I will say this, Freddie: if you want to put you on the you know on after the CMAA, you're not going to hear anything from us. <laughs> no, it, it's a great program, and, and like I said, it, it's a year long uh, thing, and it, it really uh, makes you think deeper. Uh, into your leadership uh, about, you know, things that you're doing. So, yeah, if, if you get a chance to you put it on your letterman's jacket. <laughs> hey, let's go. Hey, you see, I'm, 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 rap, I'm, I'm rocking my NIAAA pullover today. So, we'll, we're, you know, we'll, we'll throw it on a, a, a pullover somewhere. soccer coach. That's right. Hey, let's go. Hey, I'm all for it. Let's, let's do it. Freddie, unofficially endorsed to put the U on after after when you go through that cohort. Unofficially, I should, that's what we just heard. So uh, I know I know Freddie and I can both we we both co-teach with uh, a couple other gentlemen that we love uh, LTC six thirteen and six fourteen, and we love it. Uh, and so it, it's if you if you have a passion for any of the any of the LTCs, like reach out to take it first off. You have to to be able to teach it, but also reach out to those that taught you. To see how you can get on and help that's uh, that's how i joined the, the the crew with 613 and 614 was i reached out to todd schuler and and it, it's just it's a ton of fun it's, it's fun to teach it's fun to engage with a topic that I, that is probably a passion for you um and so there, there's a lot of different obviously there's a lot of those courses out there and if you if you have a heart for them especially the legal classes if you have a heart for those ones have fun with those um but uh but it just you you can get involved and it's not hard just like we just listened to all, all of you talk about. So last one for this segment, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll try to respect your time for the last little bit there. Um, someone asked, what's the, uh, will more LTCs, since we're already talking about that, LTCs be available via the webinar format? And, and how does that, what's that process look like when you add one to the webinar? I, I don't, I personally don't even know how many are on the webinar series anymore. 
Um, so if you guys could speak to that, that'd be great. We got to get you to follow your social media. Uh, we we put uh, we put out on social media quite a bit our uh, spring webinars that are that are have already begun, and so we we have a, a healthy number of those this spring, and then we will also have a a summer uh, set of webinars and fall, and those those. Uh, you know, hopefully time-wise or fit into most people's schedule and, and their needs. But uh, we, we appreciate our instructors in the, in the busy spring, especially of spring sports and the finish of, of winter sports. They're, those teams are, are gathered together teaching. Uh, we, we did saturate a lot of our uh, webinars during uh, the pandemic. You know, that's when our numbers were much higher but we still have uh, a number of people uh, you know, registering for those webinars now. One of the first things we did this year, uh, this year is the first time we've tried it. We did not offer any of our 500 series courses on the webinar and tried to add a little bit more of our 700 and 600 level courses, just for the simple reason, because all of our 500 level courses, you can uh, take those in an online process. So therefore, that's the reason we didn't offer those in a webinar. So therefore, we did add to it a little bit this year with our 700 and 600. But then again, one thing, and, and when you talk about webinars and offering those, we want to always encourage teaching at the state level, because we really feel like that's where relationships are built. And as you all talked about, that's where that individual takes a class from someone at the state level and maybe gets to know them and then all of a sudden they get engaged. And so we try to strategically schedule that to the point to where we're not really conflicting with a lot of our state associations and their offerings, because again, we think it's so important that they're offering leadership training at their conferences. Yeah, and like, like I said, you know, get involved. And I know here in South Carolina, we're, we're offering a good bit. We do a, a quote unquote March Madness the week before our conference. Um, by teaching virtually, but then we teach a, a good bit at the conference. So, um, Rich, when I see you in a couple of days, I, I may be hoarse because I'm I'm teaching four classes within a within a couple of days standpoint. So we're going we're we're going to pump through. No, not saying no. That's right. That's right. That is exactly <laughs> what that is. That is not saying no. That that or it's the that that or it's we're, we're sitting in the board meeting going who's taught this or who's taking this class and they're like Freddie's the only one that's taking it so he's teaching it. <laughs> Freddie, uh, do you have any more? Do you have any more questions for for them? I I went through the ones that I, were sent to me. No, I think we pre we pretty much hit it on the head. I mean, people just kind of want to know how to how to get involved and and kind of what the the certification process is and. Um, all of that. So I think, you know, we, we, we touched on that and um, we appreciate, you know, y'all three uh, really diving into it. So we'll, we'll uh, let's, let's hit an ad break. When we come back, we're going to go around the horn really quick with, uh, with Phil, Phil Rich and, and Becky on uh, local, their favorite local eateries in Indy, as well as maybe what's on their, uh, on their nightstands for reading material. So we'll, we'll hit the ad break and we'll be right back. A Vital Signs Wall of Fame, we understand it is your content that tells the best story about your school district's legacy. Our dedicated staff of content experts will work with you on an ongoing basis to create the most compelling tributes for your Wall of Fame 
that will engage your whole community. Whether you want to do it yourself or turn it over to us, our content program has options to fit your needs. All right, I don't care who starts. I bet I, I'm assuming it's just gonna be easier to just go around the around the horn here. But if we're coming to see y'all in, in Indianapolis, where are we going to eat? And what is on your nightstand for reading material? I'll I'll start right now. If you came here, first time visitor to Indianapolis, I want to take you to St. Elmo's. I want to make sure you experience the shrimp cocktail. And I want to make sure you leave there with your sinuses cleared because you've experienced the shrimp cocktail. Uh, I think another restaurant probably you'd have to consider would be Harry and Izzy's. Those are probably two of the fan favorites probably here in, in Indianapolis. As far as me for reading right now on my nightstand, I'm reading a book called Smart Brevity, trying to learn to say more with less. And it's uh, basically based off of Politico and the fact of how they always used to do presidential briefings trying to keep saying less words, but also saying more and keeping everything in snapshots as we think about, as we communicate. Sure, um, I'll go next. Um, a couple for me, um, I stay more on this north side of the city. So um, District Tap down the road, uh, we go there a lot. And I would say when my husband's in town, that's our one of our favorite places. Verde um, has amazing Mexican food right here near the office. And then if I'm just grabbing something on my way home from work, it's Joella's uh, Nashville chicken is probably my, it's a uh, fast food, um, but it's good. Um, I get that. A uh, book I'm reading is uh, Twin Thieves. Um, and it's really on how to build great teams, overcoming the twin thieves of failure and judgment, um, a fear of those. So um, really just diving into that right now. So excited to see where that takes me on that journey. Most recent book. Uh, row the Boat, John Gordon, P.J. Fleck, and uh, uh, our great executive director shared that with, with all the staff, with all of the, the board, and also the PDA team, with uh, some, some great emphasis, you know, in the, in the days, months, and years ahead uh, related to, to row on the NIAAA boat. Um, Eating places. Uh, Becky recommended a big Hoffa's barbecue. Oh yeah, and uh, there, uh, that's that's one. Uh, yeah. If I can get there this weekend again, I will. Um, also, like Joella's hot chicken. Uh, Becky and I, neither one of us got to go to St. Elmo's with Phil, so we we've so been we uh, going out next week. We've been figuring <laughs> we we're going to have to get in on that somehow, <laughs> but. Uh, there, there are a lot of great places in Indy. In fact, I didn't know it, but, but my wife, had, somebody had told her that downtown Indy, within a, a few block area, has more five-star uh, restaurants than anywhere else in the U.S. Hmm. And uh, I you know, know I, I, I where not know that. Down there. Yeah. We'll have to make St. Elmo's a road trip. Yeah, <laughs> we're in. It's about 25 <laughs> minutes from here to downtown. Awesome. Well, I can't wait. I'm going to have to come to Indianapolis now because I've got a laundry list of places to eat. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do them all in one trip. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Great book recommendations. I've read a couple of these, but these are, these are solid reads. Uh, again, leaders are readers. So, or readers are leaders, however you want to put it. Uh, these books are really good recommendations, especially with what y'all are already reading. Right. Uh, Bill, Becky, Rich, thank you for taking your time out of your, out of your, your Friday. We're recording this on March 3rd. 
uh, for anyone listening now. And just thank you for taking the time. I think the the big one for us taking away from here is obviously right NIAAA, no matter at the state level or at your district level, right? Professional development matters for athletic directors. That's the whole purpose why Freddie and I got this episode up and running uh, was because we had so many people reaching out about, I want to do more. I also know that professional development matters. Um, so hopefully anyone that's listening that may, may not be an athletic director, you can take that um, back to uh, where you're from for the for your educational purposes and uh, hopefully utilize that to help your AD uh, in your in your school district or around you as well as athletic directors get involved like they said human resources is is what helps row this rose rose the boat uh, it, we will put each of their their contact emails for, for the NIAAA on our website but also you can just go to the NIAAA's website and find uh the resources that they already were talking about in terms of uh, what you need to fill out to get involved. So I would highly suggest that y'all listen, go there to find out what you, where you need to go for resources on that. Also, like they already were saying, follow them on the social media, on their social media accounts. Uh, so you can see when webinars are coming out as well as uh, other updates through the NIAAA because they do post regularly on there. Uh, again, thank you all for just joining us for this pod. This is this is a lot of fun thank for you us. All, thank you for assisting us and getting the message out. We deeply appreciate that, and and we we're thankful for your time uh, today. And again, uh, it's a, a day by day growth process, and we're excited to be a part of it with you all as we travel this journey. Freddie, you got anything before I take us out of here? No, again, it's just it's it's good to. Well, I would say see all three of you again, but uh, you know, again, it's, we're not. <laughs> Can't really see it, but you know, at least talk to to y'all. Uh, um, it's all, always a pleasure, um, and I, I just appreciate everything y'all have done, and and really kind of you know you know the the support and the, the mentorship that y'all three have kind of given to me as well along this journey. Um, and like we talked about earlier, you know that they're all they're always accessible. Um, and you know, I've I've talked to all three of them on Twitter. I've talked to them in person. I've talked to them obviously in podcast things. So. Um, make make sure if you've got some questions, you you hit them up. They'll definitely uh, respond back to you. I'll definitely I'll I'll tag on Echo Echo Freddie on that one. Thank you all for what you do. Um, the NIAAA is a phenomenal organization, and it's been a lot of fun to be a part of it. And I look forward to continuing being a part of it. So uh, for all of our listeners out there, yeah, I'm going to just part ways with you on this one. That you need to get involved. Uh, we're doing you know you're listening to this right now at the end of March, and uh, if you haven't seen any of our guests today at your state conference. I bet you they might be coming your way in April or May or June. And if not, hopefully we see y'all in Orlando um, this December because again, professional development matters. So get involved, get involved at your state level, learn how to get involved from there up, up into the national level. And uh, we need you. We need you in, we need you in all levels of the ranks of the profession to, uh, to literally row this boat forward. Uh, to our listeners out there, hey, thanks again. For joining us for another uh for giving us your time to join us in the office not physically in the office but in the office of the niaa uh we hope you enjoyed the conversation today hopefully you learned something about and proactively are ready to go you know we fueled some fire somewhere i hope uh to get get your oar in the water to row the boat too uh as always we're always looking to get better so share us uh rev- you know give us reviews wherever you're listening to this i think we're on i don't know or i think we're on nine platforms by this point so wherever you're listening to it right now rate it review it uh, you can get us, you can get in contact with us, no problem. Uh, you can email us at athleticdirectorpod at gmail.com. You can also find us at our website, theadpodcast.com. We make that very difficult for you. Uh, 
and Twitter and LinkedIn. We have landing pages for the AD podcast on both of those platforms, as well as Freddie and myself can be found on, on Twitter individually as at AD Freddie and at Coach Payne. And then obviously on LinkedIn, it's just our actual name. So Freddie goes by actually Thomas Fredrickson. And I am Scott Payne. So until next time, I'm Scott. I'm Freddie. I'm Phil. Rich. And I'm Becky. You just listened to the AD podcast where we fully understand what AD truly stands for as you're working all day after dark and handling all duties. We'll catch you next time. Bring your school's legacy to life with the Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Our interactive display highlights your greatest moments and top performers, both past and present, across athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's also so much more. With our one-of-a-kind content program, we help you every step of the way so you can tell more compelling stories that will engage your whole community.